I was about to say, uh, you know, fall has sprung, but then I realized that that's a spring thing. So what do you say when fall has fallen? Fall has fallen. <laughs> I'll go with that. Spring yeah. ahead, fall behind. Yeah. So in, in the spring, spring will will be sprung. Fall has fallen here. It is finally beginning to cool off. Leaves are off the trees. Except like we're, Thursday, it's going to be 70 degrees here. Well, it's 70 here right now, this week, and then this weekend, it's going to go like mm. off the it's deep end. 36 right now. I got home from my late night walk at about 1.30 a.m., and I was like, wow, it is really cold. It was 27 degrees last Ooh. night when I got home. But, I mean, that's I was not after enough degrees. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Man. That's not enough degrees, is right. <laughs> I did get a new snowblower. I am ready. That, which means it's not going to snow at all this year. Exactly. Well, did you guys see the posted this week? I was walking down the path in the yard at late night, and I saw this crazy black caterpillar. So I stopped and did a little nature video on him. And the next day, two people told me that particular species of, of moth, when they're super black, that means you're going to have a really harsh winter. So that's sort of farmer's almanac stuff. Mm. So who knows? There's a family means. here. They can take that and just shove that right up. Sorry. <laughs> There's a family in Kentucky somewhere, and I can't remember the name or where they are. So this is a terrible story. But I'm going to say it anyway. There's this family who um, this farmer had a Japanese maple tree, if I remember correctly. And he came up with this system for, like, Farmer's Almanac style, you know, weather forecasting. Um based on how this tree acted throughout the years. And he passed away a couple of years ago, but his kids have his secret sauce, you know, and they're, they're still coming out with this like paper every year. And apparently it has been spot on several times, not every time, obviously, but uh, you know, it's always a big story when this family puts out their little pamphlet for the year. And apparently this year, okay, just for reference last year, I think we got a total of like, five or six inches of snow throughout the entire winter. Like we just don't get a lot of snow. Apparently this year uh, in December, I think around Christmas, we're supposed to get like two feet of snow. And then in January, we're going to get another three feet of snow. This something. is according to this almanac. This is according to this. Yeah. This wow. tree. Mm. Um, so, you know, here's hoping, but <laughs> I should, if, if that happens, uh, David, I'm going to have you mail me your snowblower. Yeah. Yeah, so. it, it comes with a Pachuto. I don't know if we lobby in the box. Uh, there he is. Say it again, dude. There he is. Oh, I said, uh, well, it's lost now. I said it, it comes with a Pachuto. I'll be in the box with it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> awesome. Well, what have you guys been up to? Me? I've been organizing. I don't know if you guys saw any of my stories. We, Me and Patrick, his, Patrick is an incredible electrician. He solved all these problems, and we put porch lights in over the porch. So I might they do a video. So they came out really good. Yeah, thank you. These are all the porch light. These are all the lights that I got from the bomb factory. And I think it was 2017, me and me and Brett were in Indiana or in Louisville. And somebody in Indiana said, hey, um, I'm this groundskeeper at a bomb factory that's closed since the Vietnam War ended. Uh, come and take whatever you want because everything's getting destroyed and knocked down over the next 20-year plan to repurpose the land. And so we went and I filled the truck, the truck I had with me up. Uh, it was uh, the, the 60 wall, volt DeWalt grinder had just came out. So 
I think we had two of them, and me and Brett went around the factory and just cut down as many lights as we could. I mean, there were other cool things to take, but being there for several hours, we only had like three hours, I just took lights because the lights were so cool, and he said they were all going to get crushed and thrown in the dumpster. And somebody sent me, there's some website called like Gotta Have It or some some kind of like hipster website where there's hardware, and I can't remember what it's called. It's like High Bid or Gotta Have It or Buy It Now. One of the lights that we put up, we put up six in the back and five in the front. One of those lights is $900 on that website. Cool. Just one of them with the same exact brand. And I, I looked at the one light that was precisely the, exactly the same one. But the ones I have are all weathered and old. They're, they're just old and dirty. If you clean them, they'll go back to because they've just been hanging in this place since the 1940s. The, the place was built in, in a rush. It was built in like six months right after Pearl Harbor to fight... Mm the second world war and so the lights were put up and one or two of the lights still have the sticker from the manufacturer on them because they were put up and never touched again except for changing the bulbs hmm. so i got them they're all kind of virgin from that area so we put up in the back and in the front and we ran the wiring in the front i have clapboard in the ceiling of the porch roof so we were able to snake it conceal the wiring in the back i don't have clapboard so all the wiring is exposed so we put it in tubes and patrick is a wizard bending the tube and getting everything to fit so i'm going to try and put together a video of of his uh, of his install i was his apprentice whenever patrick does electrical work i'm just his apprentice he explains everything to me goes right in one ear and out the other when it comes to electrical theory i know nothing i could do the mechanical stuff but when it comes to electrical theory i don't understand it Hmm. I was going to ask, looks at does, these, it, does it help? Do you already learning something? No, I know nothing. As long as he's in my life, I'm not going to retain any of his information because I don't have to. <laughs> no, he's, he's been a great friend and he's, he's amazing. So if anybody, this is one of my picks for the week, if anybody has any electrical questions, consult with Patrick Reynolds, Reno Patrick on Instagram. And he loves helping makers. It's become his passion is helping out makers. So if anybody out there has any electrical questions, which... There are quite a bit. He's helping Anne of all trades with her new barn. He's helped quite a bit. He's gone down there several times, and he's consulted with a lot of people online. He's done a couple of other trips to a few other makers in and around the country. COVID really put a kibosh because he was just starting his consulting business when he came to that uh, Workbench Con, the one that we all went to when the next day after we all left Workbench Con, COVID was announced. So that was his, his coming out. But he's still doing very well. He's the retired World Trade Center electrician. So, cool. uh, my phone listens to me too much. Every once in a while, it's just like, "Hey, what? What were you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm not <laughs> talking to you." It just did it just now. My computer's like, "Hey, what's the question?" I'm like, "No, I'm not talking to you." It's scary. So we did the porch lights, and, and I've just been cleaning up the property uh, now that I can do whatever I want. I know I keep kind of half joking about it, but it is a certain sense of freedom that I have, where I can. It, it's funny when you when you're in a uh, when you're in a union with somebody and you share responsibilities. There are certain things that just aren't your responsibility, and they never will be as long as there's that agreement, and they don't get done. And you just expect one day for that pile of magazines to get put away, or that pile of shoes to be organized because it's not your thing. And, and suddenly it's just you. Every single, every single responsibility is just yours. You just look around and clean up and fix and organize everything. And it is very, very freeing for me to do that. Very therapeutic as well. 
So that's why I put the lights in because there was uh, no discussion on where, when, and how. It was just like, do this, put that there. Great, looks good. Next one, put that one there. Great, good, looks good. You know, two guys making decisions. And so honestly, it's been very therapeutic for me to just look around, clean, paint, organize everything by myself. And so that's what I've been doing. And I've been doing a lot of that. And we're going to talk a little bit about goals and stuff. And that's part of the reason why I thought of that that topic and we'll get into it in a minute, but there's so many small little goals around here and a lot of big ones. And it's, it's getting the little ones out of the way helps to see a clear path to the big ones. Like the porch now is organized. The stuff that I never liked is put away for good. The, the things, the, the certain types of things that I, we couldn't agree on are not there anymore. They're somewhere else. So there, it just helps clear up and you don't realize how much clutter is in your brain from years of building up and now the clutter is slowly becoming gone to the point where like they've had a lot of clear moments to the point where I'm just like I haven't thought about anything and I haven't worried about anything for like four hours hmm. <laughs> it's almost like I'm in a meditative state like a some sort of meditation with while I'm still physically moving it's 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 been freeing. That's it. Wow. Sorry to get so heavy so quick. No, I mean that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, and Adam and I'm working on my great guitar build off, and I might do a leather project for this weekend. I, I have a couple of ideas. I might jump into a leather project after the podcast. But the great guitar build off is well underway. I don't know what you guys are waiting for, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! No, you're not doing anything. The yeah. both of you just kind of looked down at the floor when I said, "Yeah, that. yeah." The guilt is setting, <laughs> setting in now. Yeah, <sighs> I thought for sure I was going to get started before either one of you. <laughs> I, we still don't know the deadline, right? Nobody wants to know the deadline. Oh, uh, I know the deadline. They keep moving it anyway. Whatever the deadline is, whenever it comes, they're going to say, oh, we moved it one week because like 18 people will not have gotten started yet. It's mm. December, right? It's like December. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm good. I'm still good. December 10th, I believe, is so, okay. <gasps> is when the video is supposed to be up, I think. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. We're actually starting on ours. I'm going to start on mine. Uh, next week on a live stream, I think is the plan. We're gonna, oh, I'm gonna cool. start doing some of the shaping and stuff there. So, but. that's funny. You uh, you talked about your your mind clutter and 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 freeing. It's funny. I've been working with this sponsor since the end of June, and it's just been it's almost like a full time job on top of my full time job. And last night, I'm sitting on the couch, and Kelly's getting ready to go to bed, and she goes, "So what do you got to do tonight?" And I was like, "You're looking at it," and she's like, hmm. "Oh." That's different. And I was like, yeah. And I, I had this weird, like, guilt feeling, like, I should be doing something. Like, she's like I'm always doing something. And when she goes to bed, like, uh, I can't just sit here and watch YouTube. I got to do something, right? <laughs> and uh, I just decided to go to bed early. It was, it, was, it was nice to, like, I feel like, oh, I'm caught up now. I can, hmm. I, I can concentrate on what I'm supposed to be con- concentrating on, so... I sort so I just wanted to say I kind of had a similar feeling of brain clutter just being kind of pushed aside. So that being well, can I? I yeah. want to hear what you were working on, but I also have had I've noticed something similar to me in something similar in my own head lately mm-hmm. is unfinished stuff. So like we um, 
you know, we did our kitchen a year and a half ago or something like it. I don't know when we started it, but it's been done for a while. Done as in usable, but not done. And ever since we got the countertops on, it's been usable. And so we just kind of have moved ahead as if it were finished, but we've never put up a backsplash. And, you know, it works fine without a backsplash, but it needs one. It seals up the edge of the countertop against the wall. It protects the wall, all that type of stuff. The plan is to have one, but we've never been able to decide on what it should look like. And so there's this little, like, little thing sitting on my shoulder that's mm-hmm. always there that's something is unfinished. That project is not truly done. That is that is the feeling oh, that, that I don't realize is lifted until it actually is lifted. You don't know it's there. Yeah. You don't you don't realize it's just always like that I have to finish that book report kind of feeling. That when I mm-hmm. grew up in high school in elementary middle school, I was a really bad student. And there was always that, oh, I gotta read that book, I gotta read those cliff notes, I gotta do that book report. And now as an adult, it's like, oh, I gotta move that TV, I gotta fix that light bulb, I gotta fix the stone wall. You know, like it's the same thing. Yeah. So clearing that up yeah. just helps a lot. And it's weird because some of it, like you know, especially like you were saying, if you're if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're sharing those responsibilities, it's partially on you, but it's partially not. But you still feel the weight of it. And then, like, so the kitchen is one of those things where I'm sharing the weight of the responsibility with my wife. And we've actually made progress on it this week, which is, I think, why it came to mind. But then there's, like, my Land Cruiser that the engine blew up, and I bought an engine within days, and I took it to the place, and I did everything I could possibly do within days to get it moved ahead. And then we've just been waiting, and that's been, like, six months now or something like that. And it's still very undone, and I wrestle with not having a reliable vehicle daily. And it's just this little irritating thing. It's like having like something really sharp in your shirt that's just kind of <laughs> like picking at you, you know, and it's always there and you can't quite find it, can't get rid of it. It's like that. That's what it feels like. And I can't do anything about it. And that's the most irritating thing. It's not like <laughs> I can go out there and just like, I'm going to rebuild this engine myself. I am not capable of that. Do I don't you still have, have the engine or is it at the location being rebuilt? It's at the shop waiting for the machine shop to come get it. Right. So, Oof. But anyway, my point is it's another one of those those irritating kind of outlier things to be done, but it's totally not in my control. I can't force it. I can't do anything to move it forward. But between those two and the Carmagia being exploded across an entire building, you know, I have like a bunch of these little open wound kind of things in my head that I can't get to. So I feel you. Anyway, enough about me. David. (laughs) Uh, So we are, uh, I got the bathroom vanity. I got the carcass all built and spray finished. So that is ready to go. So next up, that took one day. Now I got to do drawers and I got a feeling that's going to take an entire day. I'm going to do the broader dovetail. And then the front is all going to be cherry plywood drawers where it's all like one clean face so just like an eighth inch gap between everything so that is almost done and i don't since the contractor keep pushing the date back i'm not sure when that video is going to come out because i want to wait until it's in its final home so you can see the transformation of the bathroom so i might have to sit on that video for a little bit but yesterday we shot a fun little video something uh, a little different uh back on october 7th I bought every cheap woodworking Facebook ad that was presented to me. Uh, 
And so all these like cheap <laughs> uh, clamps and, 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 and tools and a couple of them, I'm like, these look like scams, but I bought them anyway. And I kind of did screenshots and I filmed it and then waited for all the packages, most of the packages to arrive. And then we unboxed it and did like a little review thing. It's not a totally original idea. There's this other YouTuber, Drew Gooden, who does this with Instagram, but he does it with, it's like bean bags and clothing and just weird items. I kept mine all to all the woodworking and it was, uh, uh, it was fun, it, and uh, I did. I did get scammed. I'm not going to talk about it yet. I'll wait till the to the video's out. But did you buy that? Did you buy that realistic rubber mask that looks like the old man, and then you get it, and it looks like a big latex sock? <laughs> no, <laughs> there, was this, there was this Facebook ad going around where like a guy puts on it, like a woman puts on a rubber mask, but it's a full on like something Frank would make, full on perfect silicone mask that drops right into the eye sockets in the mouth, and it looks like a different human being. And it's mm. like, buy now for $20, you buy it, and it's just a latex mask, like, from the 70s. It's horrible. It's, mm. like, folded. So you open it up, and the fold marks are right through it. It's crazy. So there's a scam. So. Cool. Protect yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, see, for me, I don't know if I talked about it last week. Did I talk about the new assembly table that I was building? I don't know if I did. Doesn't but sound familiar? Um, so for uh, when we moved into this house, I needed you know like a, just a workbench, and so I did a video of building like really like the most basic possible table I could think of that was on wheels, and then made it more complicated by adding magnets to the sides of them, so you could have multiple ones and they would stick together like a transformer kind of table set. And they worked great, uh, and they have worked great, but the reason I built them simple and flexible was because I didn't know what the shop was going to be like. And it dawned on me about six months ago that like, oh, you know, my shop is kind of settled after five years. I should probably make like a legit, flat, sturdy, you know, table. And so I looked around at uh, tables that you all have both made and a bunch of other people and kind of just pulled my favorite parts from all these different tables. So I don't know that it's especially unique or anything, but I had, a, I set out a specific set of I want it to be these things that my current table setup is not. And one of them was flat, like it needs to be dead flat. And so for the first time, I built a torsion box tabletop and just um, like a sturdy frame underneath it with lots of storage and made it a different format. So instead of a square table, it's, uh, th- uh, it's like 42 inches by six feet or something like that. So it's as wide, the six feet is as wide as my table saw. So it backs up nicely to the table saw, but it's not quite as deep. So I have a little more, like I can reach across the table now, whereas before I couldn't quite. So uh, we did that last week and got it all wrapped up. And it's a very easy build. We're going to have plans and all that type of stuff for it. But it's weird because I, going into it, I thought, well, this is a, this is one of those things that, it will make my shop time more enjoyable just to have like a flat surface that's reliable. And I know, you know, I know what I'm using instead of having to like slide things around on the table to find a flat spot like I did before. But past that, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's a table. I don't think it's really going to be that interesting. But then as I started building it and trying to like prove that I could solve this problem, you know, prove that a torsion box is a better way to have a flat top, prove that these casters will let you move a, 200 pound 300 pound table easily and you know that type of stuff it like started adding up and then i step back and look at it and i'm like this thing's like 
nice looking. Mm-hmm. Kind of fancy. <laughs> and so I ended up being really happy with how it came out. I don't know if anybody else will be interested because it's just a table. But anyway, so that's what we did. And uh, that was done middle of last week. And I think I think I might have finished it like after we recorded last week or something. But basically since then, I haven't done anything. Like I haven't built anything. And it's been a little bit strange. I I tried to take... I was just kind of tired last week and I just took a day and I'm like, I'm just going to like clean up, clean the shop up and try to, you know, reset. And then the next day I was like, you know, I should really spend some time thinking of new ideas and build out some stuff in the, in the project list and had a really hard time trying to be creative on command. And then like yesterday or I guess Monday, it was like, well, it's the beginning of the week. Maybe I should just catch up on email. <laughs> and then yesterday, mm-hmm. it was like, well, I should go. You know, it's been like one thing after another. I'm coming up with these excuses to relax or to take, you know, a day to catch up, which is not a bad thing. But looking back now, it's been a week, and I haven't really done anything super productive in a week. So well, that's what I, I. That's exactly why I started working on the guitar because. I really couldn't get my mind around anything else. It's been a strange week for me as well. Not really getting started with YouTube stuff. I've been doing a lot of house house stuff and potentially have a YouTube video out of the porch. But in general, I said, let me just start working on the sign on the let me start working on the the guitar while I'm busy trying to think about what else I could do. Mm. So it's like I almost set my physical body to a task while my brain is doing something else in this way. Get something done yeah. while I'm busy doing nothing. Sounds I need bizarre, to, but <laughs> no. I mean, uh, that kind of makes sense. I probably need to figure out a way to do that too, because I I don't occupy my hands so that, in a way yeah. that frees my brain up yeah. very often, and I need to probably figure out a way to do. No, we say the work happens, the, the breakthroughs happen while you're working. Hmm. Yeah, it's so. funny. There's been a road crew going up and down the 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 five or seven miles in front of my house, doing a repaving and doing everyone's driveway ramp. Now that they did the main road, they're doing everyone's driveway ramp, and they're doing mine right now. I can hear it. They've of had course. ten days to do it, and they're doing mine. They're about a hundred feet away from me, doing my <laughs> driveway ramp. So timing is everything. Yeah, they've been, yeah it's okay. been prepared. Like I have to drive through a ditch to get in and out of my driveway for like four days. They're doing it right now. Mm. <laughs> Fun times. Fun so times. stuff like that. Like I, you know, over the last few days, I've been walking around the house a whole lot looking at things like that like you know we really need i really need to replace this piece of trim on the garage door because it's you know it's old and rotten and it's a thing i just need to do i'm like well i can't make a video about that and i'm i'm like constantly battling with there's a bunch of stuff that's not very interesting that's just maintenance that i need to find time to do or make time to do not find um but then I'm always countering all of that stuff with like, well, it wouldn't be an interesting video. So I should spend my time trying to think of an interesting video. And it's, it's a weird balance of, I need, I almost need to figure out a way to separate the, uh, the work and the home projects because they've always been so overlapped and so intertwined. It might be good for me to take a week and be like, this week is not about work. It's about catching up on like, you know, fixing Mm -hmm. stuff around the house and, um, that type of thing, because I I let them bleed into each other too much, probably. But anyway, 
Um, we, you had a topic, Jimmy. You and a- Yeah, uh, I talked a little bit before we got started, but uh, the other day I came up with this idea while I was driving. It was really more of an observation that needs that some people need to hear, including myself. And so that's why I posted that thing the other day. It seems a little preachy. I was a little embarrassed after I posted it about goals. Everyone thought I was talking about giant power hammers, little power, little giant power hammers, which is a brand that looks like I wrote on my palm. I wrote goals, and a lot of people thought I wrote goats. They're like, I wrote goals, <laughs> small, big, and giant goals. And I find, in my observation and in my own personal experience, I try to balance those three. I find a lot of people get stuck in one of those three lanes. If you're too big of a dreamer, I have several friends that are too big of a dreamer, they get nothing done. I have a friend that literally lives in his car while he's trying to figure out, like, I don't want to say too much, but he's trying to figure out a dynamic traveling system similar to like something that like that Tesla would do. But he doesn't have any other goals in between that. So that's why he literally finds bouts of living in his car. He has huge ideas, but with nothing in between. So there's somebody that spends too much time thinking of these huge ideas, spends a lot of time trying to get funding, a lot of time trying to get prototypes made. Huge. To the point where his whole entire well-being is sacrificed for these huge ideas. And he's being a little bit of a martyr. He thinks he's going to be like an Einstein, or you know, which could potentially be, but like a... Like a like a Tesla, for instance. I use the name for a different context, but Nikita Tesla. He had these huge goals, and he came up with some great stuff, but you know, at the sacrifice of his well-being, versus somebody that just has tiny, tiny goals. They just make these little things over and over and over again, and they're like, "Why aren't I getting anywhere? Why aren't I getting anywhere?" I just, I make. Look, I made these things. Look what I'm making. I'm making these little things. They're not setting up a website, which is kind of a larger goal. They're not setting up. Uh, a potential retail thing, which is a larger goal. They're not trying to figure out how to market, which is a much larger goal. The smaller goal is, look what I made, look what I made, look what I made, look what I made. So I think there is a balance that needs to be made. And I find myself, like I just talked about, looking around the house. Okay, the goal is to organize the lighting on the porch. Right now I have string lights, which look tattered and worn and they're weathered, so I want to get rid of them, but what's the next step? What? All right. Let me get these, these lights organized that I've been wanting to do for five years. Now that I can do them freely, let's do the lights, not worry about how the wire goes, where it goes, where the switch is, what the switch is going to look like. If it's a dimmer, let's just get them up and in. That goal is done. Now I can look back and say, okay, the house is starting to get clean. You know what? This looks good. You know what? Now let's finally get rid of this television set that's been leaning on the wall. I got this. You guys can't see it, but I have a 90-inch television set that cost $10,000 that Patrick found in the garbage in the city. He found it, he brought it here. He's like, I don't know if it works, but it was sitting outside. And the guy said I could take it. The doorman said I could take it. And we had it hanging in the shop. And when the television show came, they said, we don't want to use that TV show. They want to use a different TV. So we took it down, had nowhere to put a 90-inch TV, so I leaned it on the porch. So for a year and a half, there's been a 90-inch TV leaning on my porch with a drape over it. So we finally got it. It's here in my room. It's really a monitor. It's not necessarily a smart TV. It's just a monitor. So I'm waiting for my little Google, my little Google thing so I could... I could uh, transmit telephone video to it. Long story short, those little goals lead to bigger goals. And now I could start more clearly thinking about the giant goal of finishing the barn. The other day, the goal was me and my brother and Mike 
let's clean up the barn. The barn's got a million pieces of scrap in it from the guys putting the roof on it. That was the next big step. We cleaned out the barn. So now the barn is completely cleared out. It's just a frame with a beautiful new roof, skylights. Now I'm like, okay, I can clearly see what, what money I need to do the second floor. Once we do the second floor, then we can start working on the walls. Then I can start working on the windows. I can start figuring out what the doors are. Those are all longer, giant goals. So the point I'm making is it's a balance of all three of those. And I find some people struggling with just one of those. Mm. And they're like, I have really great goals, but you live in a car. You don't have any money to pay your bills. You're not cleaning up your surroundings. Your shop is a complete disaster. You know, yeah, you're doing lots and lots of little things. Those little things don't add up to anything bigger because you're afraid to take that next step. You're afraid to set up a website because, I mean, what if I have too much work? Well, right now you're complaining about not having enough. Let's worry about the different problem that could potentially be a better problem. So it's these little goals and these huge goals that I find a lot of people get themselves stifled in. That's, that's just my experience. Yeah, I mean, I I could definitely see that. I mean, I, I've said oftentimes that, you know, in talks and stuff that a big problem or a big goal, I guess you could say the same thing, is made up of, it's like a bag of small problems. But I think one thing that's difficult for a lot of people in breaking down a big problem into small problems to solve is just trying to define all of the small problems. Like when you look at, well, I mean, I I can see it in myself. You know, I want to redo this car, so I'm going to take this car and I'm going to rip it apart. That's an easy step because it's using a screwdriver and a pry bar to take things off. But then trying to organize all of the little goals that go into putting it back together, you have to specifically think about this place on the car, the parts that are involved in this one little spot. And you have to figure all of that out right there and then move on and do the next little spot. And there's hundreds of those little spots but if you don't take the time or you can't focus in enough to the micro detail or micro goal to solve the thing, then you'll never end up getting to the to the big thing. You know, it's like the whole how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time kind of thing. Um, and I think a lot of people that have the big grand ideas, they just have trouble breaking that down into small ideas that need to be accomplished. And I don't think that's a fault necessarily, but... You know, we've all got a different perspective on on uh, on getting things done. Some people feel really gratified in doing the small stuff and cleaning their desk and checking off a check box. Some people feel only gratification when they have saved the world, when they have changed yeah. a life, or they, you know, and, I, and those sh- things are all good. But finding how how to get from one to the other, I think, is important. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I see. It's not a bad thing if you have a lot of little goals and you're satisfied. It's not a bad thing. Or it's not, if you have a lot of little goals and life is okay, then that's fine. But it's when you have lots and tiny little goals, but you never challenge yourself to the bigger goal and you're frustrated. Mm -hmm. That's where it's important Mm -hmm. to recognize. You know, uh, a friend of mine once said to me, he said, somebody that's in a job, say for instance, like I could never be a fireman, but that's what my dad wanted for me. I could never do that. If I did that and I decided that was going to be it for me, for, you know, with my current mind as, as a creative, it would have been a jail sentence for me if I would never took the opportunity or set the goal to get out of that. But if I'm a fireman and that's what I really enjoy doing, like my dad did and several of my friends, that's great. That's what you enjoy doing. That's fine. 
but it's it's when you're frustrated and stuck in a pattern and you're never challenging yourself to get out of that pattern. And that's why I say that's that's kind of the category I say small goals. People are afraid to take a bigger goal. But if you're okay with that and then, and, it's not, and you're not feeling frustrated, then you're doing okay. Those goals are satisfying to you and those are fulfilling to you. It's just that frustration level that I see some people going. I'm like, well, have you ever made the decision to go to the next step? Well, that's, that's going to be too scary. Well, that's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to confront that scariness. And what is that going to mean to you? How are you going to figure it out? I will say I, I don't always have the huge, big goal in mind. I, a lot of times there's little small goals and then medium goals. And then those those bigger ones come every couple of years and i'm in the i'm not going to say anything but i think you're working on one now yeah, and i'm yeah. really i was really really excited to hear you say it I, I think it's private at the moment but you're talking about something really big and i think it's amazing because it's great to see you step outside of your comfort zone and i feel totally rejuvenated i am like i can't wait hmm. to, to get started on this one it's great you it's it's really nice to see you so excited about something like yeah. this you're very excited like when you dropped the news to us you were like so giddy you were like a little kid <laughs> <laughs> so, seriously yeah i mean it, it, it's an important i i think um maybe this i think this somewhat relates uh i have uh you know i've i've preached writing things down instead of digital but over the last couple of years everything has just gone into digital notebooks everything is in my phone on my on my notes app and i watched an interview an old interview with eminem the rapper i'm not much of a fan but i i'm, I'm a fan of interviews with p- successful people like and so the interviewer was asking eminem about writing down lyrics because he i guess he writes down lyrics all day every day like that's just all he knows how to that's just all he knows and they asked him do you do you keep any notes on your phone or is everything in notebooks and he's like i do have some on my phone but they get lost because i don't know where that note is but if he writes something down in a notebook and he and then when it comes time to like go back to something that that he wrote down he knows exactly what page what part of the page it was on because there's this visual and i kind of had this aha moment like i really need to get back to writing down my goals in a physical format either in a notebook or on post-it notes because when they go into a digital notebook it's just somewhere in in the hundreds of pages and i don't know where that is but on a physical piece of paper it might be a sketch in the corner it might be something somewhere else yeah and I, I, I always do a little picture yeah helps. so i'm going to try to I, force myself to write physically down and in, in notebooks more and i think there's a there's a middle ground there that does both of those things that can probably be beneficial so like I'm I'm historically bad at carrying a notebook. I j- I've tried several times, and I just they get annoying, or like they get all crunched up in my pocket, or whatever. So I end up using my phone a lot. But the failure in software is that you lose those things. But if you can put in a discipline that's you know once a week or at the end of every day or whatever, you pull out your phone in that one app that you put all your thoughts. And then you read them, you rethink about those things, you put them back into your brain, and then you write them down in a physical notebook. Not only are you getting them in the physical thing that you, you know, is going to be more beneficial for those reasons you just said, but you're also having to readdress them. And like, I know that if I go back to my notes ever, I have to like, 
Well, now, what did I mean by that? Oh, yeah. Okay, now I got it. And then when I re-say it, I can say it more clearly for my future self. And so, you know, even doing it digitally and then coming back and reformatting for, you know, uh, physically, mm -hmm. I think could be good. It could be a way to clarify for yourself even what you meant in the moment because you may have been hurried or right. whatever yeah, when I you've like taken that. that note. So, yeah. But there's a discipline to that. Like a lot of things there, if you don't enforce the discipline on yourself to, to set aside that time to do that transfer, it won't happen. It'll get lost. And there's a lot of things that we talk about at the office about, you know, like our, our process for keeping track of things or whatever, where, yeah, we can set up systems all day. We can make cool databases all day. We can make templates all day. But if nobody, if somebody doesn't have the discipline to follow through every single time and do the thing the way that we said it should be done, then it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, best of tools, uh, digital tools and logical tools and stuff still come down to discipline, I think. But. Discipline is a huge part of it. And that's partly what I was talking about. There's so many loose ends at the house because discipline was just kind of thrown to the wind. I'm going to start this project. I'm going to get on it. And then it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to start this project. I guarantee I'm going to do it. We're going to start an Instagram page on it. And then it doesn't happen. It got to the point where every project that got started is like, there's almost no point. Don't be so negative. There's no point. Don't start. It. There's no point. Don't be so negative. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to end now. I'm not going to do anything. I just got to that point. And this discipline is so key. It is so important to say, Part of those small-term goals is I'm going to get back to that project I started. I'm going to get back to that project I started. Day three, I'm going to get back to that project I started. Oh, something else got in the way. Day five, I have to get back to that project I started. And that's discipline. So, okay. I sound frustrated because I am. Let's pivot a little bit on, on the discipline thing. Do you guys have uh, any tricks or tips or anything that you use on yourself to enforce the things that you want to do mm. to stay on target. Yeah. Deadlines. Uh, yeah. I deadlines help. And then, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a, I'm not a huge fan of Jocko Wolnick, but Aaron was, and I never, Jocko Wolnick is this like Navy SEAL motivational speaker guy. And I started following because Aaron did. And Aaron had like a couple of his quotes around the shop and occasionally his phone would like his ringtones had stuff to do with Jocko. And that's why how Aaron lost almost 95 pounds in the year before he passed because he was inspired by Jocko Wilnick. I think I'm saying his name right. Not Jocko whatever, Jocko Wilnick. Because every time he's like, oh, yeah, Jocko said this. I'm like, Jocko said that? That doesn't sound like Jocko. <laughs> doesn't and sound talking like him. <laughs> different guy. So he said recently, and it popped up again, because, and then this is 100% because Aaron, I started following him. And he said there's short-term short thinking and long-term thinking. He said, you, you, you goals and your, your, for instance, mostly fitness is what he talks about. Your fitness goals are long-term. He goes, if you want ice cream, that's short-term. If you don't want ice cream, you start thinking long-term. So thinking long-term, you could probably find this quote somewhere. It just recently popped up on Instagram. But the idea that most people just think short-term gratification. Like, oh, let me let me do this because this is what I need. This little uh, you know, this little adrenaline hit. Let me do that. I need this adrenaline hit. Let me have the ice cream pop because I need the adrenaline hit. Because long term thinking is more 
dedication is more, discipline is more. We just think in terms of, ah, let me just do this. Let me just do that. Let me just do this. Long-term thinking comes secondarily, but when you really start to develop discipline and really start to think all these long-term decisions for the long term. I'm not saying it very eloquently the way he said it. He made it a little soundbite, but I don't know if that makes sense. So that, that helps me in my discipline, if that was the original question. Yeah. Hearing that quote about two months ago and in my current situation of now basically re-engineering my personal life, it, it, it really helps me like that. Because now, I mean, I have to get, for better or for worse, for mind and body, I have to start physically changing. And I've been. I've been pretty disciplined about exercising every single day, every single night, and eating right and you know making better decisions that are going to help me in the long-term goals. I have to. I can't just shrink up and say, poor me, and you know, try and figure out where it went wrong and this, that, and the other thing. You know, it's just got to move forward and just re-engineer what, what's coming to me and, and help guide what's coming to me in a positive way. I have a, a seminar that you could pay for. <laughs> I'm, here's my money. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. David, what about you? Do you have any, any discipline <laughs> mechanisms? There? Thing, I, I, have to have a, I have to have a deadline. And I, I've noticed about myself, if I only have two sponsored videos, I'm only, I, I tend to only put out two videos that month. If I have four sponsored videos, I'm going to put out four videos that month. And the... I, I mean, I, I know every, I know how everybody feels about sponsorships, but it forces me to be creative. It forces me to do the thing that yeah. I want to do. It, it puts me in a position where, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do this. Let's, let's do something good. Because every, every time I put out a project or a video, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to be better than I was the last video. And so, having deadlines really, really helps me with that. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a sponsor. It could be like, oh, we have a contractor coming in a couple of weeks. I got to get this vanity done. Or, you know, the, the, the wedding rings, like that, that's a date. So I, I can't, I'm not good at just making up something, making up a date and saying this, I want this done by this date. I need, there needs to be a reason for that, but that's the, um, dates, uh, deadlines. That's, that's, the biggest thing to help me be disciplined otherwise uh i tend to easily fall off if i i'm like oh i can slack a little bit this week you know what i'm gonna do with that time i'm gonna come up with more ideas like you were talking about earlier and then when it comes time to come up with ideas you find something else to do you know what the shop really needs a a cleanup so i'll come up with those ideas later because there's no there's no deadline there's nothing pushing me Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it should be pretty obvious from all of the things that I've ever talked about on here (laughs) that scheduling for me is uh, a pretty big deal. Just not necessarily the deadline, but the dedicated time for something. I think, you know, like the pressure of having to get something done is more annoying to me than anything else. I guess it helps. But, But I think setting aside specific time for specific action is something that works well for me. So, like, I've, I've talked about this before. I've been learning Italian for a few years now, just a little bit every day. I try to play piano a little bit every day, whereas for years it was just like, well, you know, whenever I'm free and whenever I sit down, um, I've been going through trying to finally read the Bible front to back, though, the entire thing for the experience of having read it. And that is a little bit every day. And those are all things that 
if I wake up in the morning and say, those things should happen at some point and I'll wait till I have time, they absolutely will not happen. Mm -hmm. So the thing for me is, you know, I get up in enough time to see my kids before they go to school. And when they walk out the door, that's my trigger for now I need to sit down and do two of these three things. I have enough time in the morning to do two and I can pick whatever two I want. I do those two. And then at night when the kids go to bed, before I sit down on the couch with Jenny and before we hang out, I have one more thing to do. And these things take, you know, five, 10 minutes each. It's not like I'm dedicating hours of something. But if, if I don't say that those two periods in my day are set aside for those things, they absolutely just will not take priority over anything else and won't happen. Um, and so just setting aside that little bit of time for those three things has made it so that I've kept up with them pretty much every day. Uh, for a very long time now. And now it's become a part of my, like if I don't do my Italian in the night, you know, the kids are like, have you done your Italian yet? Because they hear uh, the little yeah. Duolingo, like, bing, bing thing. Um, and so, you know, it's become a part of, of just how my day works now. And it's taken a really long time for all three of those things to be a, 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 sta- a staple, you know, mm-hmm. in in how my day works. But if I wake up, like this morning, I actually didn't do any of the things before um, we recorded. And because I had to run some stuff to my daughter at school and whatever, and it just threw off my morning a little bit. So my time that I usually dedicate to that was gone. And luckily on Wednesdays, I have time to make it up somewhere else. But it was weird being at this, or it is weird being at 10 o'clock in the morning and not having done two of those three things that I usually do every day. I so. Think- all that to say, dedicating time for me is on a regular basis, on a daily basis or weekly or whatever, is more beneficial for discipline than, than a deadline specifically. But One of the things that bothers me about my discipline is when I was younger, I just used to be able to write and finish songs just for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's no deadline. There is no reason. Just wrote and finished a song. I can't seem to do that now. Maybe it's just because I have too much going on. I will start something, and I'll think it, that's a good idea. I'll finish that later. And I'll use these little bits that I come up with in my videos all the time. I do most of my own background music. And I've been saying for a long time, like, I want to do an official release. Uh, people ask, like, hey, where can I hear this song? I'm like, well, it's only got two parts. It would only be a 60-second mm-hmm. song. Like, I need to finish this. I need I need, I need, need a reason to finish these songs. And so maybe maybe that reason is a collab in the future. Uh, I definitely want to do a song for the guitar video that's going to come out next month. So that's probably going to force me to, do, to finish a song. But um, I have all this. I still love making music. And I still love fiddling, but I never finish anything. And I'm okay with that most of the time because there's no reason to. But maybe uh maybe I just need mm-hmm. a collab. Maybe I need a reason. I need maybe I need to come up with a release date and I'll and it'll force me to do something. That's true. So there's a friend of mine when we lived in Savannah. Um this guy is an incredibly talented musician. And he and I talked about doing music together on and off and you know, it never got real serious or anything. But then as we were moving away, he sent me, we didn't see each other very often, but he he sent me this album, and this was 2017, I think. 
And he was like, I've been finishing up this album and it's like 10 songs or something. He wrote the entire thing. He played everything of all of it. And it was awesome. So good. And he was like, I'm not done mastering it yet, so I'm not going to release it yet. And, you know, I'll put out one song next month and then I'll kind of like leak it out everything. I've heard, I listened to that initial playthrough that he sent me of, of unfinished whatever. And then I heard two finished songs and that's it. And it's always bothered me hmm. that I, that he didn't, not, not that I didn't get the album, boohoo me as a consumer, but like he obviously put in 99% of the work to get that thing completely done. And it would, it's great music. And it just like never it's made like it out. Jimmy's friend with the signs. bothered me for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like Jimmy's trumpet career. Like he's so good <laughs> right. at the trumpet and just won't pursue it. Right. That's Jimmy. exactly right. I don't even know what my trumpet is, <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> It's been a long time since you've played trumpet on the podcast. I think I'm going to, well, you know what? Next week I'll grab it. I'll find it. I think I know where it is. It's in the machine shop. We're, we're right where it <laughs> should <sense>. be. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video, totally unrelated. Let's just take a left turn. I saw a video the other day. Somebody took a trombone and they hooked up a gas motor to the mouthpiece of the trombone. <laughs> and so he has a trigger where he can trigger how much you know air is going through it. And then he was sliding the trombone. Wow. And that was the video. It was just... <laughs> Have you it seen, awesome. this is another uh, TikTok that's been going around, a guy whose mother apparently is disabled. She's kind of in, an, in a wheelchair. She might be a little person, I'm not sure. But that's not the, the interesting part about it. She's just an average disabled person doing her thing. But her son has a trombone and just stands off to the side and plays the trombone music to everything she does. <laughs> <laughs> so she's so like funny? rearranging like the... She's like like getting into her wheelchair and he's like making all the sounds and coordination with her. And it's just like, it looks like it makes everything look like a cartoon. <laughs> huh. And sometimes he does it when she like doesn't expect it. He sets the camera up and she'll kind of like come into a room and he'll like do the music of her entering. It's very, very funny. And it's very loving because she like, she I was going to say, what does she think about that? <laughs> she seems annoyed a lot of it, but she laughs at it a lot. And like I said, the fact that she's disabled, it's just, there's nothing to do with it. It's just the, the, cartoony music that he does at the trombone is just makes it so fun mm. i saw a bunch of them one day when i did a dive but i never followed them or saved them mm. well uh any other thoughts on like goals and discipline and any other well i mean you reminded me of something david i'm not picking on you but because uh, it's not really the type of thing that you're not it's not a bad discipline thing but you said you don't finish music stuff mm. but in general i think it's really important if you set goals to finish them. And like I said, I, I kind of experienced the the not finishing projects just for a little bit too long in my life now. Uh, not by me, but the idea of not finishing projects is just it just affects your productivity. It affects your future goals. It, it affects your mental state of being. If you just finish stuff, even if it's not what you want, even if you realize, okay, this isn't what I want to do. It just helps you. It helps you make better decisions going forward. You're not going to start 700 projects that you're not going to finish and go, "Oh, that's 700 things I just decided I didn't like." If you do five or six things and finish them all, you'll better know I love that, or I definitely don't want to do that. So it'll help you pick better projects and better goals that you will most likely get done. Here's here's my problem 
when it comes to woodworking stuff, I'm pretty confident on what I can do. So I can, oh, totally. I can finish, I can finish something. I'm not picking on you no, about the music at all. The, the music stuff, I'm not as confident. So if I finish these, all these songs that I've started, what if they're not as good as I want them to be? What if I put them out and, and people don't like them? Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the confidence in music like I do in woodworking. And I think there's a fear. And that is 100% the point that, like I said, the experience, my personal experience I've had with somebody not finishing stuff, when I look at it from a thousand miles away, it's like, oh, they're afraid of being judged at the final outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's so clear to me, not clear to them, not at all, never, probably ever will be. But if you could take stock in yourself after hearing this and thinking to yourself, like you admitted it, and I admit it too, there, I, there are projects I don't do. And it's like, why don't I do this? Because I'm not good at seeing, seeing uh, metal machinery or I'm not good at electronics. So that's the main component. And if I do it, I'm going to fail. I think we all do it, but it's... It's you really have to take stock and look and say, like, okay, what is the one thing that is keeping me from finishing this project? Fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of picking the wrong color. I never do anything when it comes to color because I am horrible when it comes to choosing color. If it's not metal colored, wood colored, stone colored, I don't know what to do. (laughs) But why is that fear here now but wasn't there when I was younger? Like, I just – I didn't care how bad the stuff I was making when I was younger. It just – did it and it was i moved on and now i have the why did i develop this fear well i i mean i don't think this is the only thing but i do think that when you were younger the potential audience for anything that you created was fairly limited that's true based on who you were around yeah. what you, uh, now, just, now you have too many more you get millions of eyeballs yeah where it, it and, like, and that goes for everybody not just because like you're on youtube but i think everybody has the potential to be seen by a lot more people and that's scary hmm. especially if you're not 100% kind confident of, about everything. It kind of reminds me, like, this is a stupid example, but I just started following a juggling page. And I remember as a kid, there's a couple of friends around me that could juggle. And they were the only one of the 10 people we knew that could juggle. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But now when you see, like, a guy on a juggling page who's, like, juggling 10 things, like, now my friend doesn't know how to juggle. That guy knows how to juggle. Because you understand the difference. Like you said, they, the audience is much bigger. Yeah. I also think that um, I, I was looking through my notes. I was actually trying to find something else. And I just came across something about how easy it is to – this is funny because I'm looking back through my digital notes. And I came across something that I wrote in 2017 um, about how we have to keep the perspective about how much in outside influence has on your life and the value that you place on things. As somebody – and this goes for anybody, I think, but as somebody who is connected to other people through social media at large, it can be super easy to just take all of that outside influence and treat it as if it's more important than it actually is and let it affect what we do for ourselves and not for ourselves, whether that's creative things like music or just where we put our time. Even what I was saying earlier about like, you know, making the time to fix trim on my house versus doing something that's going to go out as a piece of content. Like I'm letting the out, that outside influence <clears throat> excuse me, have a little bit too much play in how I decide to use those free moments of my time. That's kind of messed mm-hmm. up, but I mean that's that's the world that we live in, but I think if we can be more aware of that, 
then maybe we can prioritize some of the stuff like music or some of the stuff that we might otherwise be scared to share or scared to invest ourselves into. We can let those things become important again, you know, uh, or at least be goals. The thing I was I was looking for, and I can't find it, I wasn't going to read it to you anyway, but I wanted to read it for myself, is a couple of years ago, I started a list of like life goals, like not a bucket list, but like a you know, I, I wrote down a few things that I've always kind of thought in the back of my head that would be awesome to do. Like I would love, I would love to, uh, you know, to do that one thing. It's not very realistic, but man, that'd be cool. Skydive? And no, no. Fly? <laughs> so I finally just sat down one day. I don't remember. I was like in the woods or something. And I sat down. I'm like, I'm going to think of all the cool stuff that I'll never probably do, but it'd be cool to have on a list. And so I just started writing down all this like crazy stuff. And then after I looked at it, I'm like, well, some of this stuff's not that crazy. Like there's no reason I couldn't Hmm. do that thing. There's no reason I couldn't do that thing. They may not be content. They're not going to be work. They're not going to be something that's going to make me money, but that doesn't mean I can't do them, you know? And so every once in a while, when I'm going through these notes on my phone, I'll come across that list and go, oh yeah. Like, I cared about this thing at one point. Do I still care about that? And if so, like, I should make some plans, you know? So I think it's kind of a good thing to do. But anyway, you guys got anything else on this? I'm also uh, afraid to write things down in the physical world in case somebody else sees them. Because I have terrible spelling skills and terrible handwriting. (laughs) So that's another one of my fears. Is somebody seeing my notes? Get a notebook with a lock there on it. There we go. Have Jimmy make you one. I'll turn it into a project. Well, uh, I'm going to thank our Patreon supporters because they are awesome. Big thanks to them. Uh, said it last week, but legitimately mean it. Uh, this show happens because of the support that we get through Patreon, and we are very grateful for it. So big thanks to everybody over there, especially our top supporters, Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, You Can Make This Too, Fun Kiss, Artistic Creations, Rich at Lowen Designs, Odin Leather Goods, Full Steam Designs, Scott Orham, Warren Works, Michael Manejan, and Gretchen Hofer. But also people like Stu. There's no last name on here, Stu. You know who you are. Big thanks for all the support. Uh, and everybody over there at every level gets the after show which is uh, additional podcasting, another 15, 20 minutes, sometimes more, sometimes less, secret stuff, whatever. But it happens after this show, which is why we call it the after show. So as soon as we finish here, we're going to go record that. And you can listen to it if you go to patreon.com slash making it and help us out. You guys got anything to recommend this week? Oh, you know what? Um you guys know Gareth Bronwyn, right? Gareth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from oh yeah, uh, he writes for Out of Fruit, and Gareth does a series of tips and tricks, and he does so it's, it's almost like a weekly wrap up, like uh, Dave used to do. He'll go through YouTube videos and you know current and past, and put together a series of tips. So I don't know exactly where he sees it because I get it in a Twitter feed. So if you could figure out where to find Gareth's weekly tips and tricks, shop tips and tricks, I'll find a link in post that but check out i usually retweet them so they're on my twitter like i said i get a direct email feed but uh gareth uh, did a little nice right he's always been so supportive of everybody he did a little nice write-up this week i posted the casket build that i built for a friend over the summer 
And uh, it was very nice. And he and I have been going back and forth, trading personal stories about our experiences with loved ones passing and uh, some pretty touching, incredible stories, you know, that with literally with like personal interactions. And um, so check out Gareth. He's always been so supportive. And also check out Wesley Treat. Wesley's Instagram feed will show more of the sign he just built here at the shop. It is an insane, beautiful sign that looks like it was made in the 40s, but it was made in the last month. And it's here, and we're going to keep it inside for the winter, but come the spring, we're going to figure out how to hang it on the building. And we might do like a ribbon-cutting type of thingy-dingy. You guys might come. You guys don't know this yet, but you guys are coming. And uh, might do like – I'm thinking about trying to craft a weekend event. In 2017, we did the teepee build. Might want to do something similar to that. I'm kind of I'm, – I'm thinking – now, I say things out loud that I don't always follow through with, but I'm thinking of maybe a treehouse build. Like a group treehouse build somewhere on the property, maybe. Hmm. Group treehouse build. Just feeling it out. Me and Wesley kind of kicked that idea around. But that same weekend, we would hang He'll still be living there at that time? He's still, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got his own room now. (laughs) No, I just, I actually did, I did his, I just made his room over this morning. He left Sunday. So cool. Check out Gareth and da 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 and yada yada yada. So my pick is somebody I've picked before uh, for his Instagram and his Twitter feed. His, he's a product designer. His name is Michael DiTullo. And he recently put out a YouTube video. And it's unlike what he's, what he's posted before. Usually he's just posting sketches or him drawing the sketches. But he took one of his sketches of like this futuristic chair and did the, a whole... Uh, Fusion 360 build on it. So it's like an hour long. And I think the great thing about this particular Fusion 360 video of him drawing this is he's not, he's telling you how he's doing the design and the curves, but he's also telling you why. He's like, I'm going to put a curve here on this chair so the light hits it in this way. And so it's, it's, you're, you're getting a perspective of a, real product designer on how they're using Fusion 360. So Michael DiTullo, and he's doing this sketch of this futuristic, cool-looking chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to send me that because I don't know how to spell his name. Um, excuse me. Um, so mine is a, a documentary show on Hulu. That's where I'm watching it. Called Welcome to Wrexham. And it is, uh, we're like maybe five or six episodes in, and it's about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, who's like a an actor, guy that I'm, I wasn't familiar with. But um, the two of them buy a, so-, so this is a documentary, and it happened a couple of years ago. I guess it's still happening. But um, before COVID, they bought a soccer team, football team in Wales, uh, the, in a town called Wrexham. And it's like the oldest, uh, they have like the oldest international stadium in the world or something like that. So they bought this team and they didn't really know much about soccer apparently. And they bought it as an investment. It's in the lowest league of, of soccer. And so they were, their goal is to help it move up. And I didn't watch this for a long time because to be honest, Ryan Reynolds is kind of irritating to me. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I know he's super popular and everything, but he's just kind of obnoxious in my mind. But 
uh, I also don't know him, so I could be obnoxious in his mind as well. My brother anyway. did a scene with him in a small indie movie before he was famous. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah? yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I didn't watch this thing for a while. We finally started it because my family is now just like, you know, neck deep in soccer. And um, it's actually really cool. It's it's mostly, the, the documentary is mostly about this town and about how much they love their local team and what the team means to the people and how hard the people of this town have had it both from an industrial, you know, like life perspective and from the team. But so, so far, the show is really about them coming in as an investment opportunity and then realizing that they have an opportunity to make this town better through making the team better. And so it's become pretty heartwarming to see and, and like hard to watch because like the team doesn't always do as well and whatever, but I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So uh, whether you're into soccer or not, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting approach to like an outsider comes into a really tight community and tries to help that community get better without really knowing anything about the community. So there's a lot of learning on both sides of that equation and it's a lot of fun. So go check that out or don't. It's up to you. I don't care. Uh, you guys got anything else? I had something, but I forgot. I'm <laughs> say it in the after show. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll, we'll Thank see you, you next time. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. <sighs> Love you. <laughs>